1: You are Locked On Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: You are Locked On Washington Football with your hosts of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, Dave Harrison and Chris Russell. When we are not hosting the show, you can find Chris over at Team Nine Eighty. 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, and on the Radio.com app. Also covering your Washington football team on SI.com. You can find me over at Locked on Bucks covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers there, and for SB Nation at BucksNation.com. On Twitter, find Chris at Wrestlemania621. Find me at DHarrison82. Find the show at Locked WFT Pod. Welcome in new listeners, old listeners, returning listeners. Please, if you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review the show. It'll help us. It'll help other fans of this team. Find the show just like you did. If you listened to our Thursday episode, you heard Chris's immediate reaction following the news that the Washington football team had signed former Carolina Panthers wide receiver Curtis Samuel. Because, of course, like you said in that video, Chris, as soon as we wrapped our recording, the Washington football team said now is the time to execute a move. So here we are. We're going to give our more in-depth conversation about that signing.
0: Yeah, I mean, of course, it's like clockwork, you know, or when when it gets dark out. And I even made another joke with you via text last night. I'm waiting for that to happen. Uh, <laughs> now that we're wrapping up the week. But no, seriously, this is uh, David, I'll let you, you know, ha- have your say in just a sec. I-, I think it's a great fit. I think it's a good enough cost, maybe a slight bit higher than the original projections for whatever those projections are worth. I think, um, When I look at Curtis Samuel, I look at on the field, I look at great speed, versatility, inside, outside, can line up as a running back, uh, can break tackles, can make you miss, Um, not afraid to go up and and get the tough contested catches. Um, and then on top of that what we don't what we don't know about him but what Ron Rivera and Scott Turner and Jim Hostler and Drew Terrell all the coaches that are here that worked with him directly in Carolina know you know he's not going to be a pain in the butt he's not going to be bad meetings he's not going to be lazy he's going to watch film all of that stuff otherwise they wouldn't have brought him here so i'll leave my part for you like that and set you up uh, and just say i mean to me, this was a really good fit, if not a perfect fit. How do you kind of judge
1: it?
2: Yeah, I, I love the move and I love the fit. I mean, Kenny Galladay is the guy that everybody's been talking about. If, if your team needed a wide receiver, Kenny Galladay was the name that you've been talking about. But when you get down to the to the nuts and bolts of how the Washington football team offense is going to run and how this team is being constructed, Curtis Samuel is a logical next fit, you know, next plank in the wall, whatever you want to call it for this team. And even better, you know, he's he's got the obvious athleticism, the talent, the upside, but he comes in and he's not coming in as a brand new free agent the way that, you know, traditional free agents are the way that a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be coming in where he's raw. He's new to the language, new to the scheme, to the to the ideas. He is familiar with this coaching staff. He's familiar with what they want to do. He's familiar with the head guy. And that's probably one of the most important things. So Ron Rivera making decision decision from a place of knowledge, not from a place of analysis and speculation. And then you see the reaction of Terry McLaurin almost as fast as the news came out. Terry McLaurin's on Twitter, you know, talking about how they were talking about this back freshman year at Ohio state, you know, being NFL players and playing together. I saw that picture uh, that he posted, Chris, of him and and Curtis Samuel back in Ohio state their freshman year. And I cannot believe how young they look in that photo. But I mean, these are two guys that now, I mean, I've seen several people posting about their 40 times in their speed, and, I mean, it is going to be a track meet when you play the Washington football team, and while you're busy trying to cover the backside of the field, keeping Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel from taking the top off your defense, you've got Antonio Gibson underneath, or you've got J.D. McKissick underneath, and they haven't even gotten to Logan Thomas' Uh, thomas and then you haven't gotten to the nfl draft yet so i mean this team is looking good they've made some moves on defense yet they still have some holes to fill of course but they made some moves on defense they've now made some moves on offense they've got a smart veteran quarterback who will take some risks but he's also a very intelligent guy he knows when to take risks he knows when to kind of dial it back a little bit if they can if they can execute the draft and maybe get a couple of more glue guys here in free agency before april comes this team has got the making of a team that can definitely continue to compete in the NFC East, not because the other teams are doing poorly, but because they're one of the better teams in the division.
0: Um, You know, I was talking to, uh, via text, a, a former NFL general manager, Uh, and somebody who's really still tapped into the league and and, and watches a lot of tape still. Uh, He said to me, quote, Curtis Samuel is a great signing. He's outstanding on his own, but the adding of him makes it great for the offense. Number one. And about Ryan Fitzpatrick, he said, look, he's a stopgap, which I think everybody would understand, but he said they had to sign a veteran quarterback. The three quarterbacks on the roster, meaning before Fitz, uh, Kyle Allen, uh, Taylor Heineke and Stephen Montez, he said, are just backup types. So, I I mean, if everything that I'm hearing just from that one source, you know, obviously, it's being met with a lot of um, a, a lot of praise around the league. A Samuel, I think a lot of people like that, and I'm surprised that a lot of people like the Fitzpatrick signing mm-hmm. as much as they do. I haven't run into that many people, yeah. some fans that are worried about it being a stopgap, but I haven't read, I haven't run into too many league people that did not like the move for the Washington Football Team.
2: Yeah, I've been a little surprised too, and I've, I've been very happy to see how many fans are actually getting behind the move and excited about it because. Uh, you know, you obviously know I'm excited about so that that just kind of helps me and, and makes it easier for my life, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and again, I, I kind of keep dropping those little warnings like there are going to be moments of fit's tragic. They're going to that's going to come. Uh, but bad moments come with every, you know, every quarterback. I mean, I saw Tom Brady throw a pick six to the New Orleans Saints in week one of the 2020 NFL season. So it's it, it happens. You know what I mean? Uh, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is a guy. Uh, that that is, you know this fan base should be able to get behind. Of course, success is going to help that. But yeah, the the understanding that he's a stopgap guy. You know, I'd like to see a Kyle Trask maybe on day two, or a Jamie Newman, or even a Kellen Mond on day three, and then they can kind of an, uh, evaluate what they have going into 2022, even, and then see if they want to make that splurge if that team is ready for kind of a trade-up move or a free agent signing acquisition trade, whatever it is, to get that guy to to drive the car. But, I mean, the vehicle they're building for whatever future quarterback is going to get to run this thing is, is looking really good.
0: All right, just a quick other note, uh, Danny Johnson is officially back. We touched on him earlier this week. They did not tender him as a restricted free agent, but he did come back, uh, reportedly a one-year deal, and that's important because he's a kick returner and a core special teamer. So that's, uh, again, really important for the Washington football team. So those are the two big kind of stories and reaction right here with us on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Great to have you with us as we round out the week right here on LOWFT.
2: Yeah, And as we enter the weekend, Chris, there's still going to be plenty of sports action going on. Even if the first week of NFL free agency starts to die down a little bit like it tends to do, we still have some big names out there that are going to go places. There are still some prop bets out there that people can get in on. And if they want to get in on that action, all I got to do is go to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. If sports aren't your thing, well, then you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. But if you have other interests like awards, TV shows, reality TV, BetOnline even has you covered there they've got you covered for all the news scores and all the odds it's the best way to place your bets and the best part of it it's free to sign up go ahead sign up for your free account browse around look at what they have to offer if you like it and you want to play make it make your first deposit use that promo code locked on when you do you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on that deposit that's free money for you to play with that betonline.ag again the promo code is locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit BetOnline, online your online sportsbook experts. All
0: right, Locked On Today, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Vukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we welcome you back on the Locked on Washington football team podcast, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. You can follow David at Harrison 82 on Twitter, me at Russellmania621, and as well, the podcast at LockedWFTPod. We'll have a Twitter question about free agency coming up shortly. But David and I both had the opportunity on Thursday afternoon to catch up with uh, one of the college draft prospects. Yes, we're right in the middle of free agency, but don't forget the draft is... A month and a half away, less than a month and a half away. Uh, and we went for a little local flavor uh, in terms of Virginia Tech linebacker, Rashard Ashby. He grew up in Chesterfield, Virginia, middle linebacker, Mike linebacker, certainly Washington could be looking in this area. We had a fun conversation with him. So here's part one of that with Rashard Ashby of Virginia Tech. All right, good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. While we're in the midst of NFL free agency, don't forget, guys, the NFL draft comes up at the end of April. And of course, we'll have surround coverage and Washington happens to be looking for a linebacker. So I said, you know what, we might as well go find ourselves a linebacker. And he happens to be a guy with Virginia roots. He was born in Jesterfield, Virginia, and he played at Virginia Tech and played a high level of college football with the Hokies. He's Rashard Ashby, and he's with us here on the Locked on Washington Football Team podcast. Rashard, thank you very much for your time. Uh, Congratulations on a great career. How are you?
3: I'm good. Uh, Thank y'all for having me. Really appreciative of being here and just the opportunity. I'm feeling good. I'm doing fine. Just grinding right now.
2: Absolutely appreciate your time, Rayshard, and I want to dive right into it. We're not gonna we're not gonna pull any punches or give you any soft pitch warm ups or anything. Uh, I mean, the, the story on Rashard Ashby, right? Very productive, very very solid member of the Virginia Tech defense. Started all but three games, uh, but you're shorter than the quote unquote you know uh, my, Mike linebacker is supposed to be. Again, I use air quotes. Supposed to be in the National Football League. Uh, but I mean, a lot of scouts will tell you and a lot of media members who have scouting experience would say that production outweighs everything. So do you feel like you're getting enough uh, justice for your production at Virginia Tech or do you think your size is being used against you a little too much? And how do you feel kind of about your stock as you get ready for your pro day? Uh
3: yeah. I mean, it's something I've been going through since I was young. So I'm used to it now. Like it's always the questions about the height, uh, if I can produce at the next level. I mean, I had that in high school. I had it from high school, going to college, produced it, and now I have it now. And it's something i play with all my life. So, I mean, I know how to use it to my advantages uh, against other people and my opponents and my team. Uh, I definitely think I understand the scouts asking it just because of how the way football is going right now. But like you said, I mean, a football player is a football player. I know I can play football, production. I'm going to produce. I'm going to make plays, and I'm a playmaker. So, at the end of the day, I know I can do that
0: you know, you don't have to be tall to attack the line of scrimmage and to stop the run and to tackle, right? I mean, you might, have to be, you might have to be tall against a 6'5", tight end. But like you said, you know, you've been dealing with it all your life. So, like, what little adjustments maybe have you had to make in terms of in-pass coverage if you're going against a guy 6'4", 6'5"? Is it just the ability to whip your head around and right at the right time to read his hands? Like, how do you kind of go about maybe leveling the playing field a little bit?
3: Uh, It's definitely, I think, especially in my high, I got really good at, and this is the thing that Bud Foster was great at teaching us at uh, Virginia Tech was, well, first thing is getting your hands on them just so you can get in their body, kind of slow them down and get a feel for where they're going. And then re- reading the ball through their their eyes and their hands, like when their hands go up and, and you see their eyes getting big, you know, all right, now it's time for me to shoot my hands in there and knock it down and just play it through the hands. So it's definitely something I've gotten used to over the last four years.
2: So, of course, uh, something that's going to draw attention to NFL teams is the willingness and ability, one, to play special teams, which I think your athleticism uh, shows that you you definitely have the the physical abilities and and your mentality says that you'll you'll do pretty much whatever the team needs you to do uh, as a, as a member of that organization. But then you talk about scheme versatility and uh, you know the 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 narrative is that you're a four three Mike linebacker first and and all that stuff. But do you feel like there are traits about you that make you more scheme versatile so that you could possibly fit into whatever the future plans are for all 32 NFL teams?
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think. I, I think I can I can get even way better in space, but I think I'm I'm good in space. Uh, I can improve everything, but I think I can cover, uh, I can blitz, I can I can do anything, four, three, three, four, stand-up linebacker, whatever you want me to do, I'll figure out and, and I'll will do it. I just just gotta get a chance and teach me and I'll learn. Promise you. I promise you.
0: You know, so you mentioned bud foster and obviously he's one of the the greatest defensive coordinators of all time and uh in college football what kind of um you know i guess overall like like a football coach when when tutoring when coaching young men is not only teaching football but also you know how to be responsible in in film study in the meetings rooms how to maybe work out in a different sort of way how to take things a little bit more seriously than maybe you did when you first showed up what kind of little things did did bud and the coaching staff at virginia tech help you with along the way to add to your natural work ethic
3: uh, I mean, it's just like, like they said, the little things with just doing extra, Uh, I think like little things just like stretching more or recovery, what I think was the biggest thing or should be the biggest thing for a lot of high school players going to college. But, you know, you first get there, you're young, you're you loose, you don't really feel any injuries. And then kind of as it goes along, it's like, whoa, it's like, OK, I feel like I'm getting a little old right now, like. A day after practice, you got your your ankle hurting, your knee hurting and all this. And I think the biggest thing was there was the extra of off the field, really, to be honest, like I said, just recovering. So going into training staff and and staying on top of things, stretching more, uh, ice tub, hot tub, uh, ice packs, whatever, doing little things. If you have knickknack injuries, just to stay on top of that just to keep working on it and strengthening that out. So it was definitely things like that, that they communicated and helped me with.
2: Now, Rachel, you had the opportunity if you wanted to, to come back to Virginia tech for another season, uh, choosing not to and said, what was it that motivated you to go ahead and put your name in the hat and go ahead and take that dive into the next level, uh, this year, instead of coming back to Virginia tech for one more season.
3: Oh uh, yeah, it was, I think it was definitely tough mentally because like Virginia tech's my home. I love it. there. uh, a lot of people there, the atmosphere, the school, the coaches, the players, just everything that Virginia Tech stands for means. But I just felt like it was my time, and and just thinking to myself and in my spirit, it was my time just to go to the next level, and, and do what I can do.
0: All right, once again, thanks to Richard Ashby. That was part one, more coming up with him next week right here on LOWFT. Along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. We are brought to you by Built Bar. That's right, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market and in all the land. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. And now with the tournament underway, it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar madness. Go to builtbar.com right now. I mean, like right now or to at bar underscore built at bar underscore built on Twitter in order to get in on the action and vote for your favorite flavor. And then remember to use the promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. That is locked 15, 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. Check back to see who won and who is advancing to becoming the best tasting
1: All
0: right. Friday's on the Locked On NFL podcast. You get more. Well, guess what? NFL action. We're in the middle of free agency. As we mentioned, we're closing in on the draft. What is your team doing? What does your team need? What is your team looking at? The hottest rumors, the Giants bolstering themselves at tight end. The guys will have more details for you on that particular move. Why does everybody love the Washington football team? Well, We tell you all the time, but get a different perspective on the Locked On NFL podcast. It's available wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including the Locked On Washington football team podcast. We finish up the week right here on LOWFT along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Thank you very much for being with us and for subscribing and recommending and reviewing uh, and doing all of the things that we all know you should do. Uh, and we appreciate you doing it. David, um, one thing I wanted to touch on here real quickly before we get some fan reaction. Washington, I think, is prob- by the time we reconvene, we might have tight end two in the building. I don't know for sure, but we might have that. I think that's their next strike in free agency. We know it's not going to be, uh, we know it's not going to be, um, you know, Kyle Rudolph from who was let go by the Vikings. He just signed with the Giants, but tight end is an interesting area. And I'm, st- I still don't think Jeremy Sprinkle is coming back. Uh, do you think that is a priority now, even though Logan Thomas had a really good year?
2: yeah, I mean, I think it needs to be. you know, uh, when when you talk about a team that's that's trying to build a lethal offense, I think that uh, you know the tight end position has become incredibly important to what NFL offense is trying to do in today's game. I mean, I go back to uh, Daniel Jeremiah's conversation with the media about the upcoming NFL draft, and he was talking about Kyle Pitts and talking about how it's such a benefit for a team to be able to draft a guy like Kyle Pitts because you're going to get those five years of his service at the tight, at the tight end position, but he is almost kind of like a wide receiver at the same time because of his skill set. And then when it comes time for that new contract in that sixth season, guess what, if you really want to, you can drop a franchise tag on him and you're going to pay about six to $7 million less on the franchise tag on a tight end position than you would if he was a wide receiver. So I mean, you know, you, you kind of hate to plan to kind of do those kind of you know sneaky moves to a young guy, but I mean that's just kind of the way the business goes, right? So you look at the tight end position, there are some interesting names out there. The Kyle Rudolph deal, like you said, uh, going to the New York Giants. I mean, you know, a, a team source, quote unquote, did say that this, it doesn't affect you know, Evan Ingram's status with the team, but the reality behind closed doors could be that it may be a sign of what Evan Ingram's status already was. So it may not affect it because his status may already be a guy that they're looking to move out of the building. Now, if they can trade him, probably not trading him to Washington, right? But if they can't trade him, they may decide to move on from him. And if that happens... Uh, you know, we see we see guys sign revenge deals all the time. Uh, so a team looking for another tight end, a tight end looking for another job could could uh, marry up together. I got to look at the Buccaneers. You know, I, I cover them as well. We've talked about O.J. Howard, but there are a lot of people, especially with the new deal that Rob Gronkowski got, saying that how can they afford to pay the tight end position $22, $23 million between the three of them, uh, Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, and Cam Brate. A lot of people think Cam Brate might actually be the guy that comes available, and the Buccaneers probably wouldn't have a whole lot of reservations about trading him to a team like washington so if washington forks over maybe a fifth maybe a six-round draft pick for a guy that had a really good playoff stretch you're probably overpaying a draft capital just a little bit but you get a guy that i can tell you from personal experience and watching him very reliable a good leader on the team and we'll play that third role the second role the first role whatever tight end spot you need him in he's going to play it and he's going to play it well uh
0: what about uh you mentioned oj howard um you know, Daniel uh, Darren Fells was let go from the Houston Texans. He's got 11 touchdowns over the last two years. To me, that would yeah. be a perfect tight end, too. And, you know, a dream scenario, maybe not a dream scenario. Zach Ertz is available. He wants out of <laughs> Philadelphia. So uh, keep an eye on that all right as we wrap up the show uh listen David. everybody here's what i love about washington football fans when when they're angry they yell and scream at you and they don't want you to be negative when they're happy and when everybody's giving them lots of love a pluses a grades nobody wants to get excited and beat their chest they're so conditioned uh to 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 being let down But I'll ask it this way to you because I care more about your opinion. Is it a good thing that everybody is so pumped up and excited for the Washington football team so far in free agency? Or is that kind of a bad thing that everybody's jumping on board?
2: I think it's always a good thing. And, and here's what I'll say to, to fan bases, right? And I've been saying this to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan base for six years. And finally, this year is the year that they, they delivered on winning the offseason, quote, unquote. You know, the, the Buccaneers have won several offseasons you go back to when they were the focus of HBO's hard knocks and, you know, uh dirt cutter and the, and, and the fan base, and Everything it was supposed to be a great year. And James Winston was finally going to come to form. And, you know, we all know what happened, what ended up happening. And then Bruce Arians comes in, Tom Brady, all that stuff. So here's what I tell every Buccaneers fan that gets excited during the off season or the ones that don't want to get excited at the end of the day take the wins where you can get them. You know what I mean? Like come October, come November, you may be talking NFL draft again, come December. You may be talking about barely missing the playoffs or never having a chance. Come January. You may be watching other people's teams play football and yours may be sitting at home or going on vacation. So when you can celebrate your team, even if it's for winning the offseason, signing the good player, all that stuff, take the opportunity. You watch football and you're a sports enthusiast and a fan to enjoy yeah. it, to have fun, right? So have the fun when you can. Don't worry about October. Don't worry about September right now. If if, if this team lets you down in October, November, December, deal with it at the end of 2021. But here in the, in the early spring, right, we're not even officially into spring, but in the early spring and summer, if your team can get you excited and you feel that excitement, don't, don't oppress it. You know what I mean? Celebrate it. Enjoy it because you may not have the opportunity to do it later. So while you can enjoy being a fan of of a football team,
0: I think that's a very responsible approach. I like that. I like that a a whole lot. All right. That's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington football team uh, podcast on this. Uh, Friday and weekend edition. We hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks to our sponsors, betonline.ag and as well, Built Bar uh, and all of our sponsors throughout the week, rockauto.com and more. We appreciate them because we can't do it without them and we can't do it without you. please. Go and rate, review, subscribe, spread the love, spread the word of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Coming up next week, we'll have more free agent reaction. We'll start getting deeper into the draft. We'll have another a part of Richard Ashby from Virginia Tech. And you never know who's going to stop by right here on LOWFT. Again, thanks for listening all week. Thanks for listening today. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Have a great weekend. Take care.